I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. God, I'm such a funny. I'm such a funny. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So in a moment, I'm going to be welcoming the gorgeous and so refreshingly honest Malin Anderson. Um, but before I do, I just wanted to give you all a heads up. This week is pretty hard hitting. Of course, we have some laughs. It's me after all. Um, but we tackle some pretty sensitive subjects. So... There'll be talk of loss, there'll be some chat about eating disorders and domestic violence comes up as well. I understand that these are super hard hitting and pretty sensitive for some people. So if you don't want to listen, there's no hard feelings here. I'm just giving you the chance. It's totally the listener's discretion. You can you can stop right now, guys. <laughs> if you do want to listen, then follow me and welcome our lovely guest, Malin Anderson. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks, babe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Oh, it's really good to have you on, babe. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm excited to speak to you. I haven't spoken to you in ages. It does feel like it's been a long time, but I mean, I suppose that's lockdown for you, isn't it? I mean, the last time I saw you was in Bali. <laughs> no, was it? I think so, yeah. And that was in, that was in October, because I went for my birthday, do you remember? Yeah, I feel like me and you actually don't see each other ever in this country. So we've seen each other in Bali, oh, then no. before <laughs> that we've seen... <laughs> We've seen each other in Cyprus. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, me and Marlon are big fans of sort of promoting good mental health, good good physical fitness, just looking after yourself. But it feels like every time we bump into each other, we are in fact on a retreat or a boot camp or something similar. <laughs> 100%. So how have you been? What have you been up to recently, mate? I've been really, really good, thank you. I've been absolutely super busy during lockdown. Yeah. Um. I think it was like it was almost like a kind of time for me to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just busy building content, mm-hmm. uh, working on mental health. It was actually a good time for me to be alone, to work on myself. Um, and yeah, so I, I've just been been dealing with that and come out of lockdown. I've been I've been traveling. I see. I seen that. There's no flies on you, is the mate? Like the minute they lifted the flying restrictions, you were like dusting off the passport. You were straight out of here. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm a, I'm a travel junkie. I used to be cabin crew, uh-huh. and then I just I've just travelled every month of my life. I think it's for me, it's seeing nature, having the sun, mm. um, and getting out and exploring. And I've always been like that. I love it. Oh, good for you though. But hang on, this wasn't just like any ordinary holiday. Like you weren't on the lash, were you? This was this was something no. a little bit different. What were you up to? Yeah. 
so it was a kind of healing retreat. I went crystal hunting um, to go and pick up crystals from natural rocks. Um, it was lots of meditation. Um, oh and yeah, just really getting a lot of peace, peace within. And yeah, it really I mean, it doesn't sound like my idea of a holiday, but then again, I've just been hiking and drinking juice up the Portuguese mountains, so who am I to talk? Who am I to look down on someone else's <laughs> oh, holiday? Oh, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't drunk alcohol for four weeks until yes, uh, the day before yesterday, I went out for, for a meal and had a few glasses of wine, but my mind's just a lot clearer now, and I'm really yeah. motivated with work. I've been busy writing my book as well, which will be out soon, so yeah, just keeping really busy. Oh my god. So like before we get into anything else, I just feel like I have to say you are as far as I'm concerned the queen of reinvention. The que- like <laughs> we we both had very similar starts. Like obviously you were part of reality TV juggernaut Love Island. I was part of Geordie Shaw, one of the first sort of traditional reality TV shows in the country. Yeah. But we have moved on from that. And everyone knows about my journey, but I feel like yours in particular over the last couple of years, you've distanced yourself so much from that. You've reinvented yourself and you're just a whole new girl, aren't you? You're a whole new person. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because when I look back on that, well, five, five years ago now, I see it. I mean, my series got aired the other day on ITV and I was getting the DMs and I was getting the comments about Terry and I was like, please, fuck off. <laughs> and I look back on some of the screenshots people tagged me in and I was like, that looks like somebody else. And I was yeah. a completely different person. And yeah. I think as yeah. I've evolved, gone through trauma, I've just become me. Mm-hmm. I've become who I've spoke, who I'm supposed to be, and yeah. everything's been a, been a massive journey for me. But obviously, the world was like, "We're going to give you loads of loads of shit to deal with in a short amount of time. Can you handle it?" And I have, and I'm here, kind of as you said, reinventing myself and helping other people with with what I've gone through. So yeah. No, it's, it is amazing, mate. Like, I think just before we started this podcast, guys, me and Malin had some uh, technical issues. So we were chatting throughout and it's just a little half an hour there. And we both sort of said, like, I said, well, honestly, all anyone does when they meet is like, they don't want to really ask us what the jungle was like. No one wants to know what John Tarod's like off MasterChef. All anyone ever wants to talk about is what was Geordie Shaw like. And I feel like saying, <laughs> fuck off, man, I'm 32. No, tell me about it. And I think it's what people... It's weird. I mean, my followers have changed a lot now. Like, yeah. I, I only have the, the random odd comment about Love Island, but mm. everyone else follows me for mental health, mm. body positivity, of course, um, and stuff like that, which is really nice. But then it just, you know, the odd comment, I'm like, oh, God. Aye. And I can imagine as well, like you say, with them reshowing the series or with like it popping up on Netflix, it feels like you never escape it. And honestly, I'm yeah. not, I don't want to sound ungrateful because Jory Shaw gave us me start, Love Island gave you yours. Yeah, but 100%. You know when you've just grown and you think, God, I've achieved so much since like, I was slut dropping and, and like shout, yeah. shouting outside <laughs> nightclubs. Like I would love that to be what I'm recognised for instead of that. So I get your frustrations, yeah. mate. And out of respect... That is the last time we're talking about Love Island. We are now going to focus on new positive Marlon. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Yes, get in. We're going to have such a nice time. Um, I love being busy, mate. I feel like the devil makes work for idle hands and I could never be accused of sort of taking my foot off the gas, especially not in lockdown. But when I look at your Instagram, I think... I'm fucking lazy. You are the only woman in the world who makes me feel lazy. Like, how do you find time? To, how do you find time to do it all? 
What the hell? What do you mean? What do I do? Tell me. There's nothing you don't do. That's the problem. She's got, like, for anyone who doesn't know, she's got this amazing new campaign out with Boo Avenue where it's promoting. It's one of the first entirely unairbrushed campaigns. Mate, you look smoking. You look unreal. I was like, hey, I'd do that anyway. Go on. (laughs) You're like, I may as well get paid for it. (laughs) Yeah, and it it didn't matter to me because that's what I promote and that's what I advocate. For, and I was, I was super happy to be asked to do it. And I think it's it's ideal now for the younger generation to be seeing um, real realness. I think that's what we lack on social media and, and um, in society today. And I think it's good to be a part of it. It makes me feel like I'm doing doing something positive. No, but you definitely are. And I think it's such a... It's such an inspirational campaign. And more than that, it's what we needed. It's progressive. Like, I don't know why I don't go on social media and see more normal bodies, see no, more more beautiful women in all of their natural glory. Because more often than not, you open Instagram and you're just bombarded with these unrealistic and unattainable images of perfection, which make you feel bad about yourself which make you hate your cellulite or your lumps and your bumps or your rolls, just your perfectly perfect imperfections. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think I don't promote any type of body. I promote embracing yourself as you are, as you are in this earth right now, your body. So we all like to focus on our external beauty. We like to get makeup done, hair done. Mm We like to lose weight. We like to go on the next diet. We want the next quick fix. And, mm. you know, I used to have lip filler. I had surgery. And none of that actually fixed what was going on inside my mind, you know. Mm. And this strive for perfection, we can keep on going and going and going. Yet we all forget it's to do with what goes on inside our own head. And it all go, it all, it's all to do with within us, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you, as soon as you fix that and sort out the deeper root of the problem... Mm. And everything else follows and you become comfortable in your own skin. With the eating disorders, it was a huge journey for me. It took, it took consumed about six years of my life. Yeah. And, um, and during that six years, there were points where I thought, am I ever going to snap out of this calorie counting? Am I mm-hmm. always going to want to puke up what I just ate? Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was never going to end. And it did. And I came to a point where when I became pregnant, I looked at my body differently. I saw my stomach growing. I saw my stretch marks more prominent. I saw cellulite, which I've always had, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And I accepted, I came to terms with it. And then when I gave birth and I saw this innocent little girl, I thought, why the hell have I been slaving away at dieting and trying to trying to fix myself when it, there's more to life than that? We yeah. need to look at the bigger picture here. There's perspective. Yeah. There are things going on which, which are so much more important. And I think that we need to realise that. When we look at social media and we log on and we see this strive to perfection and these bloggers and, and whatnot, okay. instantly we become insecure because we feel lack of, we feel lack of self-worth, we feel lack of self-love because we're, we're letting ourselves watch all of this. Mm-hmm. So all you've got to do is clean up your feed, clean up your following mm-hmm. and just see what you need to see and that's a good start starting point. Oh No, I absolutely agree and I think, I bet you, I bet you there's been so many people throughout lockdown, mate, who have done that, like I myself, I think it's about halfway through, had a bit of what I called a social media cull, like I just yeah. went through and deleted all the accounts that made me feel bad about myself, didn't bring anything to my feed, didn't bring positivity didn't bring love like didn't bring like a bit of a laugh I just got rid of them because I want to go on social media and feel supported and feel like there's people going through the same things I'm going through and do you know what I mean I don't want to I don't want to don't want to go on and feel guilty um and I think that is a lovely thing that you do with this 
Boo Avenue campaign and with your other posts. You are uh, you are normalizing normal bodies. And mate, I've got to take my hat off to you. We need more we need more women like Malin. We do. We need more women like Oh, you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't been like an easy journey to get you here, has it? No, and as I said earlier, it's a long process. We can't just flick a switch and expect everything to be all right, but it all starts with healing and it's a process, but we need to, we need to help ourselves. We can't expect anyone to do anything for us. This fixing process, it takes a while and I've now managed to get myself into a routine where I, I wake up, I will go and meditate, I'll light an incense, you know, I might do a bit of yoga, I'll then shower, I'll listen to, to music, um, and then I'll get on with my day, but I'll pace myself. And in the evening, I'll read a book, but I'll make sure I get a good enough time of sleep. I surround myself with really positive people. I've cut out a lot of toxic friends, toxic people in my life. Mm-hmm. I enable my life for me to be good. Mm-hmm. But it's only me that can do that. You understand? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I used to be a pushover. I used to allow people to walk all over me, take advantage, you know, use me. I had toxic friends that just wanted to be in the limelight, for instance. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat very well. I'd, I'd eat. I'd either eat too less or I'd munch on chocolate, smoke, have a drink. Um, and so I, I now know what is good for me, what is beneficial for me, what is going to help my mental health. So I'm being proactive at it. Mm. And a lot of us, so we don't think that. We just want a quick fix, but it is a journey. That's it. And I think you sound so happy, mate. Like, you honestly sound so at peace and so self-assured and just content in the knowledge. And I think in this day and age, like, we for years you strive for you strive to be rich you strive to be thin you strive to be you're always chasing this next big thing this and actually what lockdown has taught me and I don't know if this is something you came to realize before lockdown but lockdown was a big moment for me is that the content is the new success does that make sense yeah I mean I I managed luckily I managed to find that a long time ago I think when I learned how to be alone and I was just in my apartment, I'm fortunate for that because otherwise lockdown would have been terrible for me, yeah. but because I live alone and I, I clocked that quite a while ago that being content with who you are and with what you have around you and just being kind of surrendering yourself to just life in itself and letting it flow for you and mm-hmm. taking away the control that we need for everything, controlling this, controlling that mm-hmm. and just letting it be and whatever happens, happens, you know? And I think that's the beauty of life. Um, but you know as humans we all want to have control over situations and that's where the stress kicks in that's where the mental health kicks in and the depression because we think we're, we're not enough mm. we don't think we have enough I my my um, life coach always tells me that life is 10% what happens to you but 90% how you react to it um, and we need to stop stressing oh, over the things that we can't control um so for example during coronavirus we absolutely couldn't control it it was a pandemic that was sweeping the entire world and we just we had to ride that wave but we could control how we reacted to it what literature we read whether we meditated that morning whether we checked in on friends whether we practice random acts of kindness like you were in charge of how you react to a situation and when you focus on that rather than what you can't control you find yourself feeling oh 100 percent, vicky oh, well honestly i like i know that i love routine so when mm-hmm. i was told you can't leave your apartment um only mm-hmm. to get food or whatever i said okay let me go back to caring so mm-hmm. i then went back to caring which i did about three years ago yeah. and i volunteered and i mm-hmm. got up every day at six in the morning i finished my shift around one two mm-hmm. 
And that gave me some sort of, sort of staple routine. I then came back mm. and did my social media content. I did a, a mental health live every evening yeah. um, during the week. And I kept myself busy, but not too busy yeah. where I, I kind of... Didn't have time for yourself. I, yeah. And so yeah. I, I made it a really good balance. So I, I actually left lockdown feeling exactly the same. Nothing has changed within me. I don't mm. feel scared to go out. I don't feel... Everything is in balance. And I think life is all about finding that balance. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, mate. I'm so pleased you've brought up the caring because I don't know if people do know that, but I am so proud of you. So <laughs> proud of you for doing it's that. Okay. How was it? Was it was so fun just talking to them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so sweet. The elderly, they just really get to me and I just mm. wanted to chat with them for hours and and they weren't having anybody visiting them at all apart mm. from me. Mm-hmm. So I'd be the highlight of their day, you know. And <laughs> I'd go in there, tell them loads of stories and, and what, I'll have a cup of tea. And, okay. and that was nice. And for me, that was so satisfying. You know, that I'm I'm very empathic, so I feel people's kind of energy and emotion really easily. But um yeah, it was it was heartfelt. It did remind me of my mum a little bit, but it was it was good. It was it was a good time. Was it cathartic for you, Melon, or did it actually just really tug at the heartstrings, mate? Yeah, it it took it tugged at the heartstrings, but you know when you see someone in a vulnerable state, you just Mm. feel so helpless. So I'm glad I was aiding to them, you know, and I could help in some sort of way, but yeah, it just made me realise that life is how you how you take it and how it's mm. so short. Mm. I don't want to get to kind of 80, 90 and realise that I haven't done what I've wanted to do or seen what I wanted to see. So I grasp every opportunity that mm-hmm. I do get. I travel, I, I remain happy. I don't let things bother me anymore. And I just want everything positive around me. Easier said than done, I know, but <laughs> just content and happy. Yeah. But you know, like that's just it. You don't, I think I had a similar realization a couple of years ago. Like I don't want to get to 80, 90, whatever, be in a care home, be on my deathbed and sit there and think all I did my whole life was calorie count and wish I was thinner. All I, all I did was stay, like was be in toxic relationships because I thought I couldn't be alone. Like all I did, yeah. do you know what I mean? All I did was like stay in my comfort zone because I was scared. Like those are the things that I seriously don't want to be seeing when I'm older. I'd rather absolutely have an oops than a what if. Yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> and all our mistakes, they're there for growth. You know, yeah. things that we've done in the past. It's all part of our journey. Mm. And um, I'm a huge believer that also change and and trauma and everything else it just contributes to our path and makes us a better person in the end i mean god mate honestly like i i completely i completely agree with you and there's that saying isn't that god gives these is these toughest battles to his strongest soldiers and i (laughs) really do feel like you have been through the wars mate and if trauma and and challenges and all that make you a stronger person then you are well on your way to being one of the toughest people i know (laughs) Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But you know what I think's nice about you? And I, I'm not, I sound like I'm fangirling you here and I will stop <laughs> soon, I promise. But if I had, like, honestly, I rang my sister before we had this um, podcast because, and she won't mind us saying this, she's like your biggest fan. She is your biggest fan, Mel, and she Aww. absolutely loves you. She's, she's, she went through some hard, hard times a couple of years ago. Oh, I feel like I'm like getting a bit emotional. Um, and she looked oh. to, she looked to you and what you were going through f- for support, and what you did wow. on your what you did on your platform, how you chose to express yourself, to talk about what you'd been through, use your journey to make other people feel like they weren't alone. You provided her solace. And I want to say, sorry, I want to say thank you for that. Oh, I'm going to tell you, like, we cry, stop. I didn't realise I was going to cry. And honestly, Vicky, to hear that, that's what I did. And you say that I don't want people to feel alone. By me speaking and expressing what I went through, whether it was a part of my journey with domestic violence, grief, mm. losing my mum, losing my little girl, it made me feel less alone because I then had people reaching out to me. Mm. And that was purely, definitely, most most 100% part of my therapy and healing yeah. from what I went through. And that was me speaking up about everything. And, you know... I'm a storyteller and I will, I will keep telling my story until I, until I die. And if I can help at least one person like your sister, then I've done my job correct. Oh, mate, honestly, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you provided a like comfort that I couldn't. You'd been through something that I hadn't and she looked to you for support. You made her feel like wow. she, could get o- she could get over it and she's great now, Laura's got a lovely little girl and a, a wonderful husband. And, yeah, when she needed it, your journey gave her a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel so I'm sure you're, she's not the only one you're doing that for so thank you mate and well Aww. done <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm such a fanny, I'm such a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> okay. Happier things, happier things. Let's talk about let's talk about body positivity, mate. Like more right now, more so than ever, this is a hot topic. I don't know if you've read the press this week. I know you kind of you you do filter what you read and I know you're quite good at that. But I lost my mind at the press this week and it was less to do with um sort of what people like what the journalists were writing and more just the comments online so if anybody has seen this this Molly May story that's out on the moment at at the moment um she got papped in Ibiza and I thought Molly looked incredible incredible let's have it right she's a 21 year old girl she's stunning I would say god we all look like that at 21 but I know I didn't I would have given me left arm to look like she's gorgeous um but she's been papped and it's the comments that people are leaving on these pictures on the Daily Mail that galvanised me into doing something. So I did a post um, on Saturday. I don't know if you've seen it, Ma. I was like standing up at a really good angle. You know, we've all got them. Like sucking in the yep. stomach, sticking the arm out, all the rest of it. Nice filter. Um, and then I did another one where I was just sitting down smiling and letting it all hang out. And all my point was is that like we've all got great angles and we've all got angles that it's slightly more awkward to get a good picture at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So with this, yeah. firstly, I do not ever, ever read comments on the Daily Mail. Ever. ever. Say it louder for the ever, people ever. at the back. <laughs> Fucking 
Yes, girl. You should I never, never eat those comments. Ever. <laughs> not even, never not even if I was tempted to. Yeah. Firstly, we need to remind ourselves, number one, Molly May is absolutely stunning. Her body is stunning. If they were the comments she got, bloody hell, what would I fucking get? <laughs> She's unreal. I'd love to know what I get. Jesus Christ almighty. You're gorgeous but as well. But that's irrelevant. We need to focus on these people leaving the comments. Now, number one, they're anonymous. So thinking, fuck, go on then, say what the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah. Number two, we need to understand when somebody projects hate onto another person is because they are thoroughly, thoroughly unhappy with themselves. Agreed. It's, all, it's, it's a mirror. It's a projection of their internal feelings. So in no way does Molly look like anything that they've said. Mm. It is purely down to that person feeling really unhappy yeah. with themselves and feeling low and they're projecting it. It's always a projection. It's just like the narcissist in a, in a toxic relationship. All of that hate and hurt and pain is a projection on how they really feel. And once you get your head around this, everything becomes, it makes sense. You know, it becomes easier for you to understand why people like that leave leave comments like that. Like I've been trolled and I've had really sick stuff sent to me. Mm. But funnily enough, I don't get trolled on my body. Isn't that funny? Mm. I never have a single comment I have to delete about my cellulite or my, my ass. Because I've just, I've just laid it out on the table for them. But I, I own myself. Mm. So therefore, nothing you say can bring me down. I already own who I am as a person, my appearance, yeah. everything about me I own. Therefore, the trolls have nothing they can say to me. Yeah. One thing that they did say to me was I posted a photo of my mum. Mm -hmm. She had a tube in her nose and someone commented saying, can we unplug her already? That is fucking sick in the head. Yeah. And that is what they wanted because I had... I don't own my mum being ill. You know, mm. you understand? So that is them trying to get to me because they're hurting inside. So you need to always remember it's a projection of them. And it makes me angry speaking about it because these people aren't well. They're clearely not well. No, honestly, mate, like, I understand why it makes you angry. Like, I see in these comments, so I, like you, will not read the comments on the Daily Mail. Like, I think if you are, if you are sitting writing hate online about a person who you do not know, then you aren't happy. You aren't well. I completely echo, echo your sentiments there. So I won't read them. But what happened at the weekend, because Molly is so current, so famous, um, and because these things were so deplorable, it then moved over. People were screenshotting it and putting it on Instagram, which is a medium that I spend a lot of time on. So I, I, they came to yeah. my attention. And I was reading them and I was like, these are fully grown men here. It's fully grown men. Like, having a go, a, a young girl's, like, our appearance and honestly like it's right it's what you see like they can't be happy it must be a projection but it still made me so angry so angry enough to do this post and I just thought why can't we just support each other why can't we just be happy for other people and it, it, it did it made me upset by the end I just got I just got sad I know it's easier said than done because trust me, after Love Island, I used to, I've read comments and I, I, that led me to get surgery and et cetera. I let that consume me. But we mm. need to remember here, we need to protect ourselves. So the first thing I would say to Molly is do not read the comments. You know, your energy is sacred. Protect that for yourself. But number two, yep. when you're spending energy giving this out and commenting, retweeting and making them aware that you know what's being said, you're, you're, you're essentially giving them you're valid your you're validating them aren't you yeah you're, you're validating them, them and they love yeah. it these people these type of people they want more of it they want to know that they that you've seen it you know they're yeah. sick they're absolutely sick so for me just just pretending it does not exist in your surrounding just just being present and just being in the moment and not letting any anybody else disturb your inner peace because they're not they're not worthy of doing that 
you know. You sound so serene, so calm. It's just like, <laughs> so like... But this is not something this that has happened overnight, Marlon. Like, come on, like you have been cultivating this wonderful image of serenity for years, haven't you? Like, I'm so oh, in awe me. of you right now. <laughs> Honestly, Vicky, I've been on such a journey, but like yes. I have my meditation area upstairs. I am so zen, nothing can bother me. Like I've got this yes, big girl. barrier around me. Like I'm just like, go on then, say whatever you need to say. Take it, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> But we just wa- it'll just wash over me. <laughs> but yeah, I think meditation for me has saved my life massively, hundred percent. Yeah. So my um my life coach, I had him on um one of the first podcasts. Such a nice guy, mate. It's one of the things for me that helps my mental health, helps me helps me navigate what everyone is going through on a day-to-day basis. And one of the things he proper preaches the benefits of, he calls it building your castle walls or power hour, which I heard you talk about your day earlier on, and it kind of, it's reminiscent of that. So you wake up first thing in the morning, and before you let anybody else's negative energy, before you let anybody else's like opinions or stresses of the day just get in, you build your castle walls high so you're ready to deal with anything that comes at you. So whether it's your meditation or your morning run or, listening to good music or just reading a book you make sure you have an hour of that before you introduce anything else into your day yeah vicky i won't pick my phone up i'll yeah. i'll go downstairs light that incense and go up and i'll free and calm my mind yeah oh i'll just get into a state of pure relaxation okay. and when i am ready to pick up my phone because my phone is my work just mm-hmm. like you my social media we have to protect ourselves we, we get constant direct messages every single day thousands of thousands i get of people sharing their story mm. i try and open one up and i say thank you then they, they want more they want mm. more from you yeah and i am not a therapist at the end of the day i can just share my life experiences and direct these people to the correct places and charities mm. but essentially even when we're, we're reading all these we're consuming their energy we're consuming mm. their their sadness and, you know, and we're empaths, so we, we're going to feel sad, but it's not our place. Yeah. So we need to find a really strong balance between keeping our own mental health sane mm-hmm. and, and, and helping and others. Work and helping others, yes, correct. I just think over the last couple of years, you have changed um and moved into such such a different space as a person like you it's understandable that you are a beacon of hope for certain people because you have been through a lot, Marlon, and Honestly, mate, like when I look at your Instagram, sometimes I think to myself, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I think, how does she get out of bed in the morning? That is honestly what Bless I think. You. I, I don't, don't want to make me cry. <laughs> no, man, I don't want to make you sad. I want to know that I think you're an inspiration and I mean that. And the fact that you not only like, because I would wallow. Like I went through a bad you know breakup a couple of years ago, mate, and I just wallowed like I did. I tried, I, I, I tried I to wallowed. move on, but I wallowed. You, you just take proactive steps straight away. It feels like how do you do yeah, it? But Vicky, I went. I did the wallowing at the beginning, and I had that victim mentality where I thought, "Why has this happened to me? Why am I? Why am I? Why am I getting beaten up by a guy that, and I've just lost my baby? Why? Why has my mum gone? Why have I not got any family around me? Why am I so alone?" And I. I had that phase for a good, it took me just under a year, you know? Yeah. I tried to implement routine and things and it just wasn't working. I was stuck in self, kind of self-pity. Mm-hmm. And I then realized that I have to take my own initiative and I have to make change myself because yet again, no one else is gonna do that for me. And I've got myself into a place now where, yeah, I have been, ba- I've been battling a court case with my ex. That will be over soon. I've done that. I've, I've grieved now. My little girl would have been gone for just over a year. And my mum two years and I've moved into a, in a house. I have really good friends around me, which have changed. And 
I, my career is going really, really well. Um, that's because I wake up every morning, Vicky, and I look for what I do have around me. I look for the gratitude and what I'm grateful for each day. I write 10 things. And when I look for what I'm grateful for, there's no room for what I've lost. Oh, there's nothing. So that is how I start my day. Every single morning, I'll, I'll write down 10 things. <laughs> so that must be one of the things that you put in your power hour. Yeah, that is. That's my bloody power hour. It gets me up, gets me going, and boom. In terms of on social media, you have provided a sense of comfort and solace to women who might be going through something similar. Like, you were in an incredibly abusive, like, domestically abusive relationship. I think that was just the topping tale of of me wanting to just go and, and not be around anymore, that it affected my brain so much. And that the healing process for that was the longest. The emotional trauma you get from a narcissist is the a, is a longest thing that takes to heal. Yeah, and you know what? And like, I honestly can hold my hands up and say like, I've been quite fortunate in the majority of my relationships. Like I've not, I've I've not had I've not had much luck, mate. Don't get us wrong. Oh, <laughs> but but I've, I've obviously not experienced anything to the extent you have, and I think I, ha- I have no- I have known like we've all experienced like bad boyfriends, breakups, whatever. And I had like a bit of mental abuse from some of my boyfriends and things. But I just think for you to come out of this the other side and be as strong as you are, it takes a seriously tough cookie, babe. A seriously tough cookie. Yeah, I mean, my mum was such a strong woman. She went through so much herself. And I think she's definitely passed some of her genes down to me. <laughs> I mean, it's got to do something. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, like, as I said, I, I look I look for every positive out of life. And we're here, I'm standing, I'm in full health. The sun is shining and I, I'm, I'm living in a house and I've got brilliant people around me. I think it's when you can take everything that you do have, you know, not focus on what you've lost or what you don't have. That's that's the key to, to happiness. When you can count your blessings. Do you know... Um, 100%. Do you know... You'll know this. Do you know Baz Luhrmann, the song Sunscreen? No. Have you heard that? No, Marlon, it'd be so... Oh, I here. have. You do know it, man. I have yeah. heard it, yes. He just talks. Yeah, yes. so he, he has this bit and he says loads of amazing things in it and it's it's one of them that really resonates with me. I listen to it every so often. I have a good cry every time. Um, and there's one line and he goes, um, don't sp- throw away your bills, but keep your love letters. And that, sent- that to me, I don't know what exactly he meant by it, but I interpreted like, throw away the negative. Don't think about them as long. Don't give them more time than you have to. And remember- yes, 100%. Yeah, remember the good. Hold the positive dear. That's what you need to focus on. So that's what I took from what, that what? anyway. I said something this morning. I do like a Marlin's mantra every bloody morning on my story. I write yes, what's on my girl. mind as I wake up. I write down what's on my mind when I wake up. And I think today was, what did I say today? It was something about, oh, let's have a look. Um, okay, so I put, start your week right. If something has happened that is consuming your mind, listen up. The less we contemplate over it, the less power it has over our lives. Yes. So the more power we give something, the more it's going to blow up around us, mm. you know, and the more bad shit is going to happen. It's like a domino effect. Uh-huh. You know, when you wake up negative, things around you are just going to be negative. It's, it's pretty, pretty easy. Mm. And But it's how much energy and how much power we give a situational person. And we shouldn't be doing that. That's, it's a bit correlated to what you just said about Molly. If we give attention and power to all these twats that are writing these comments, mm. we're, we're giving them so much of our energy. We need mm. to just let that shit go and just let them go. You know, that's no, but you're so right, and I love that, mate. I could talk to you all day, but that is it for part one. Can I count, <laughs> can I count on you coming back in part two? Will you stay? 
Yes. Yes. Okay, babe. I'll see you in part two. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.